You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and every week I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a natural path fitness expert and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Visibly Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. I love spending this time with you. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Thanks for spending your time with me. If you're listening to this live time, we're like a month and a half in to the new year. How are you doing? How are you doing on your health and your wellness? If you've fallen off the wagon or never really got on, or you're still looking for a safe, effective way to get into your best health, now is your time. Definitely go to my website at wendypet.com or go to getvisiblyfit.com and let's get you into your best shape today. Mind, body, spirit, obviously with nutrition, exercise, uh, emotional wellness, all of it. Go there. Let's have a conversation if you have questions, but let's make this year your best, healthiest year yet. Well, listen, I am so excited for today because again, if you're listening live time, we just celebrated Valentine's Day and that may not be a special holiday for some of you and maybe more of just one of those little hallmark holidays. And I understand it kind of is really, <laughs> but it is, you know, a, a, a wonderful time to celebrate love if you have love in your life. Now, if you don't, you might be one of those that just is like, ugh, not a fan of this day. But what if you uh, are someone that really wants to have that love in their life and, and maybe you've been looking in all the wrong places or um, you feel like it's too late in your life that God's not going to bring the right person for you. Maybe you've lost your spouse, spouse or uh, you're, you're divorced, or uh, you've never been married. I want you to know that in this episode, you're going to find hope if you are looking for love in all the right places. I have a wonderful guest with me today. Her name is Wendy Griffith. You probably have seen her if you watch CBN Christian Broadcasting Network. Uh, she is co-anchor of 700 Club and Christian World News, and she has been, uh, you know, a senior anchor and um, in that world for many, many years. But I'm so excited to have her on. She's been a friend of mine for uh, quite some time, but she uh, is a West Virginia native and she's just a delight. And she wrote a book called You Didn't Miss It. God's best is worth the wait. And um, she really wants to encourage you. She wants to give you hope and let you know that God's not punishing you if it feels like you're in a waiting season. He's preparing you and preparing your spouse and how her fairy tale wedding actually 
did happen. And it was worth every bit of the wait. So enjoy this episode, especially in this love month. I hope you'll be encouraged by Wendy's story and uh, hearing from her today. Uh, she's Wendy with a Y. I'm Wendy with an IE, but um, she's got a beautiful heart and a beautiful spirit. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode of Visibly Fit. Well, welcome, Wendy Griffith to the Visibly Fit Podcast. I am so excited to have you on. This is the month of love. This is love month and heart health month and all of those things. And you're not my typical interview, but I'm so excited to have you on because this is important. This is a big imp important piece of, of being whole and complete for some of us that um, are are really destined to have a partner in our lives. And so you wrote a book called You Didn't Miss It, God's Best is Worth the Wait. Tell yes. us what started this whole journey. And and uh, we're going to get to the book as far as the details of it. But what started the journey with even writing the book? Well, I wrote a book when I was heartbroken 10 years ago called You Are Prized to Be One. And that I dedicated it to my future husband. And I've got it right here, actually. So I dedicated this to my future husband. So it was kind of taking a risk, putting it, putting it all on the table. And, um, and the readers of that book asked me when, when they found out I got married, they're like, okay, we got to have the, the happy ending. We got to have the story, how you met your husband. And so when I got married, I, you know, I thought, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. And I just really took my time and, um, you didn't miss it. Your uh, God's best is worth the wait, uh, came out in October. And, um, it is the happy, it's the happy ending, Wendy, because, you know, I think God is, is, you know, I think God invented Hallmark movies. And, uh, so <laughs> I wanted to give the readers of the first book, the, uh, the sequel, and that's where it was birthed. Okay. And, and, you know, you're not, I mean, you look like you are, but you're not in your twenties. It's not like you are, um, young looking for love. You've been in this waiting or you were in a waiting season for quite a few years. And so this is the message that you really want to offer and to bring hope to people that are like, am I, am I ever going to find the one that God has for me? Am I ever, am I going to be single forever? And so, um, let's talk about just kind of where you were when you wrote that first book. Yeah. Like where were you emotionally? Where were you kind of um, in that journey and in that season? And then we'll take you to where you are now. Right. Well, before we get to that story, I do want to say I was 52, almost 53 when I met my husband, Bill. I didn't know he was my husband at first. I was 54 and a half, if we're counting half years, when I walked down the aisle, because it at that counts. point I was counting. <laughs> I, I, I was not, I didn't want to be on the five-year plan. I told Bill when I met him, but, um, but the bottom line is God can do great things late in the game. When I wrote my first book, You Are a Prize to Be One, I was going through such deep heartbreak after a guy broke up with me after a year of dating. And I, I thought he checked all the boxes. And I really was more in love with the idea of being married and than I was with him. And God showed me that later. But boy, did the heartbreak feel real. And so God told me to write about my test. And that's where the first book was born. And, uh, and this book is really just, uh, to show people that you didn't miss it. You know, when I was going through that heartbreak, I heard God say, it's not too late. You didn't miss it. And now I'm going to bring you my best. And it was like, oh, and he didn't say that all at once. I heard you didn't miss it when I was out walking one day. And I mean, just tears started flowing. I was already in my late forties by then. And then it was uh, a year later or so when I was on a plane and I heard God say, now I'm going to bring you my best. 
I was actually complaining to the Lord, like, why did I waste that year with that guy? You know, I was younger, everything was firmer. And he's like, and he said, you're right, but now I'm going to bring you my best. So mm. it was like, God, you win. And, and I just want to tell people that, you know, I just feel like I, I have this message of hope that God is no respecter of persons. And if you're still waiting, uh, God can do it. Nothing is too hard for him. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm unfortunately on my second marriage, but I waited, uh, or we waited five and a half years before we got married and we waited together. And, uh, that was uh, an interesting season. So there may be waiting, like waiting on the person, but there also might be a waiting season together before you yeah. actually do step into that, um, actual marriage and that union. You know, Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And that waiting game, it can be so um, frustrating, maybe exhausting. Did you feel that way at times? Oh, my gosh. The waiting is the hardest part, Wendy. Especially, mm -hmm. I remember turning 40 and screaming in my car. And then when I turned 50, um, it was, I didn't want to feel desperate. You know, I just was... I had a friend that I was praying with it, on those days where it would just be so excruciating. Like the weight just felt like that, like a literally felt like a weight. And I had a friend and I write, I gave a whole chapter about her Rhonda, because whenever I would just call her at my wits end, you know, Rhonda, where is my husband? I can't wait one more day. I don't understand why God is making me wait. Um, she would say, Wendy, you know, she would give me Psalm 84, 11. Every time it was like, it was like medicine. Every time Psalm 84, 11, God will not withhold any good thing, Wendy, from those who walk with him. And it was just like, it literally felt like, you know, I never thought of it like that until just now, but it really was like medicine because then I would feel better. I'd be like, yeah, God's not going to withhold any good thing. And there's, but there, here's the thing. And there's purpose in the waiting, right? Waiting is not punishment. We, you know, sometimes it can feel like punishment. It's actually preparation and there's purpose in it. And I write all about that in the book because waiting is the hardest part if you're single, no matter how, no matter if you're 25 and you've been waiting since you're 18 or you're 71 and you've been waiting since a divorce 15 years ago. I'm, I'm hearing from women of all ages who, who think they missed it, but then they read the book and they're like, I didn't miss it, you know, because it's giving them that hope that they need, that they still deserve God's best. And God is so good. He's not going to give you something before it's time. He's a God of order. Yes. And if you can get in that mindset to trust in that, you know, the waiting is not punishment, it's preparation. There's purpose in this waiting and then really trust him and keep praying. I mean, I'm not saying don't, you know, keep praying because that the prayer is what mm -hmm. it increases your faith and you know, and, and we don't really receive anything in the kingdom of God without faith, because I, I'm hearing from people now, well, I've given up. Well, then you're, I'm sorry to tell you that that's a recipe for never getting your prayer answered. You know, the Bible says, don't grow weary in the waiting for in due season, we shall reap if we do not faint. Galatians right. 6, that's 9, right. I think. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I believe that in that waiting season, he's developing our character. Yes. He's not just developing our character, though. He's developing the character of those around us as well. And our future spouse. And our future spouse. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if my husband was going through a really awful divorce. He was going through his own dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. When I met him, he had been officially divorced for a year. 
God was so good to not only let Bill go through that, heal. what yeah. heal, and then give him a whole year and then give me that confidence that, you know, he's on the other side of that. Yeah. So look at, you know, he's such a God of order. And I used to, when I'd be so just over it, like, Lord, where is he? And I, I remember thinking, God, you put the the sun and the moon and the stars in orbit, you know, every star by name, how difficult would it be for you to bring my husband across my path? And uh, right before I met my husband, a couple months before I, I looked up one night and I saw the most amazing shooting star go by. And it was just like, God, that's, God just spoke to me in that moment. Sweet. Like yeah. it's near it's, you know, he's not far away because, because I was having those conversations with God and, um, and sure enough, it was just a couple months later that, that I met Bill. I love that, Wendy. And, and just even you uh, with that great uh, faith, that's, that's the, the big piece of the puzzle, if you will, to continue to have that faith and that belief. And, and a lot of it is it's not just our spiritual, um, you know, mustering up that faith and, and really believing, but it's also that mindset of, of yeah. knowing who we are in Christ and that God does have uh, his best for us. And so what would you say about, um, even just the, the mental mindset games that may come into play for, for yeah. some women and men that are waiting? And, uh, what would you say to them uh, well, to it's, overcome it's, that? It's so, it's so easy, but it's, it, it's a choice. It's really a choice. Like you said, it is a mindset. Am I going to believe God's word that he says, Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. Am I going to believe the word of God? It says, you know, nothing's too hard for him, uh, that two are better than one, you know, that it's not good for man to be alone. Am I going to believe now? Yeah. Paul said, you know, some are, some are okay to be single and, and it's good for them. And, but God says, but I you really, knew for you, I knew that <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be single forever. Now I had a great experience, uh, and I'm still having a great experience with CBN and traveling all over the world and doing stories and interviewing, uh, amazing people. But I mean, for 20 years, it was a full, it felt like a full-time job praying for a husband, mm. you know, because it was always the thing in my first thing in my journal, God, you know, please bring my husband, please bring my husband. And, uh, but I stood on the word of God. And there were times that I stood more emphatically on the word of God. And, and those were the best times because I was getting closer to God. I was reminding the Lord of his word, not that he needs reminding of it, but we do. And, um, you know, God is faithful. You know, he's, he's no respecter of persons. He's not a man that he should lie. If my biggest encouragement would be stand on the word and keep praying and keep That's believing. Right. Now, I do want to tell you this too. When I was in my early fifties, I, I lived in this condo. I had three floors. I would go up to the third floor, which I called my prayer loft. And I said, Lord, where's my husband? And he said, when you are ready, there he will be. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're like, no, but I'm, I'm ready. Over, I'm over 50. <laughs> God, because I'm going by what the world says. The world says this to you like right. you, right. you're an old maid, you know, you're over 50. But God was saying to me when I was ready. And even though I was a little caught off guard by that, at the same time, I just had to laugh like, Lord, you're, and I knew it was the voice of the Lord. I mean, I just, you know, you know, when you know, it's God. Right. Um, and it gave me peace though. I was like, okay, I can just start living my life. And I said, okay, God, you're not giving me a husband or a boyfriend right now. Give me another mountain to climb. Cause by then I'd gotten into some high elevation climbing and I climbed Kilimanjaro when I turned I love 50 that. and I was just like, wow, this is so fun and amazing. And I didn't, I would go 
with a group. I mean, I would go, you know, I wasn't climbing Kilimanjaro by myself. I was with people that, you know, I just met, but still, um, I had the most amazing time and God gave me uh, several more mountains to climb before I met Bill. And now we hike together. I think how beautiful, first of all, that um, he would uh, give you those opportunities to physically climb mountains when you're also emotionally and spiritually climbing mountains as well. That's totally. pretty cool. And it was such a full circle moment. And I write yeah. about this in the book. <clears throat> when I when we went on our honeymoon, I wasn't even really thinking about this. We went back to Tanzania. We went to Africa. We went on safari for our, for our honeymoon. And I hate to even give the story away because it's so good. And it's um, but when we got when we were leaving Africa uh, to go back to the airport, our driver said, "Look, you can see it today." And there was Kilimanjaro. That and, makes you want to uh, cry. That's so beautiful. And I and I said, "Driver, what what's your name?" And he said, um, "God listened." And I said, no, what's your name? He said, my name is God Listen, because my mother waited a long time for me to have Ugh. a baby. And I'm just like, Were you just wow. crying? I was, I don't think I was crying. <laughs> I was still too happy to cry. But he asked us if we wanted to get out of the van and take a picture. So we get out and we're taking a picture and there's Kilimanjaro. And I'm remembering what God told me on the mountain. Mm. And the, what he told me was you win. And then he brought me back there to like, like this amazing full circle moment because that mountain, like you said, had been such a something I, I needed to climb, not just physically, but spiritually and mentally and to help heal my broken heart because it had only been, and I was still going through the heartbreak at that point, but yeah. he brought me back there and he's like, and I think what he meant by you win is I gave you the desires of your heart. You didn't yeah. give up. Mm. And he brought me back to such a special place and God, you know, we'll God, do that. Makes me cry because he's so sweet. God is <laughs> so, so sweet. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost about to cry too, but I yeah. just, I love how God did that, you know? And then in that moment, I knew he heard every prayer. Yeah. Every prayer I'd had for a husband. Every tear. He gave me more than I asked for. Yeah. Bill is, he's a hunter. He's a fisherman. we got a garden out he's back. A dude. I'm like, I, I love living <laughs> up the land. I'm like, Lord, I, this is amazing. I mean, you gave me, I wasn't even asking for like a hunter, but you know, when he comes in from deer hunting and he's in his camo and he smells like the woods, <laughs> the best clone ever. I mean, I just, Lord, thank you for giving me this manly guy and so much more than I asked for. And he's, he's not perfect and I'm not perfect, right. but we're perfect for each other because when God told me in my deepest heartbreak, now I'm going to bring you my best. Yeah. I believed him and I believe it for everyone who's still waiting, Wendy. I know what the wait is like. I was 54 when I got married. Someone actually said on Facebook, your book, you didn't miss it. It's it's too Hallmarky. What bride have you ever seen on Hallmark who was 54 when she walked down the aisle? Right? <laughs> you haven't. No, but guess what? God still gave me my Hallmark ending because right. he he wants to bless us. He wants to bless you. He and and, I, and he's he designed he's marriage. faithful he's faithful he's faithful and I, and i love that story and thanks for sharing and i don't i don't even know why i got emotional teary-eyed except for just uh, the holy spirit like i just i love yeah. how sweet the lord is and i i guess i think of certain moments in my life where he's shown up and full circle stuff and yeah and he's just so sweet that he will 
he will touch us in those kind yeah. of ways. Like I, I'm just like teary eyed. This is weird, but, um, <laughs> but that's the power of his, of his spirit. And that's, that's how much he loves each and every one of us. Yeah. And so when we can listen, when we can listen and we can be still and listen to his goodness and pay attention and dive into his word and really know who we are in Christ, things change. And it's on his timing now, not ours, but when we trust, just like you're trusting and have that full on belief and, and knowing in, in the depth of your soul that I am to have a man, I know I am, yeah. then he will deliver. It's his timing. And so thank you for being an example of, of waiting, um, with grace, I think, because oh, sometimes people get you. bitter within the weight. And so let's talk about that a minute yeah. and how that bitterness and resentment can like stifle the blessing. Yeah. Keep celebrating all your friends that are getting married. Yes. Keep, blessed, keep, keep being happy for them because Don't your be turn jealous. is coming. Your <laughs> turn is coming. I say on the back, it's your turn because yeah. I feel like this book is a baton. When I was writing the last chapter called it's your turn, Gosh, I really feel the Holy Spirit so strong. And I was, uh, I kept thinking, I rem remembering when I was running in high school, I ran uh, track and I ran the um, half mile. I ran the mile too, but, and I kept thinking, also I did the relays. I kept thinking I'm passing this baton of hope to someone else, right? right. And um, so I just, I want to do that with this book. I feel like this is the baton. When you read this, you're going to know it's your turn and you're going to run with it. And, and in God's perfect timing, there he or she is going to be for them. Because yeah. that's why I said it's your turn. Don't get discouraged. Get ready. This I believe this is a prophetic book, you know, yeah. for for those who are waiting and have been waiting so that they can take that hope that the baton is full of hope and run with it until the answer comes. So good. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the get ready piece, because there's a lot of um, layers to that getting ready. And it's the yeah. getting ready spiritually, mentally, but but physically, I mean, you you were you were physically getting ready, you were climbing mountains, you were getting stronger. Um, let's talk about that. Because there's there's something to be said for those that are caring for the temple that uh, the Holy Spirit resides in, right? That yeah. that God will honor that and and it prepares you for the best that God has for you. So let's talk about that preparation. Yeah, thanks, Wendy. I've always been, I wouldn't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess an athlete in, in some respects, you know. Um, sure. When, when I was in uh, cheerleading in high school, we were more, we did more gymnastics. I mean, you know, we did all the back, it was so much fun. We did, we were more dancers and gymnasts than cheerleaders, but always, been into physical fitness. Uh, in my first book, I actually have a green smoothie drink recipe in the back of this book, which awesome. you would love. <laughs> and, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, physical fitness is just like with you. I mean, it's just a part of who I am. I love, I love being outside. I love, I think that's why I love hiking so much because I have a gym membership, but if I can go for an hour walk outside and just I'm with you. jumping jacks and run some stairs. I will literally go to my gym and run the stairs outside the gym and never even <laughs> I just, I love to be outside. My husband's like, really? Because he's that he's, membership. Yeah. He loves the gym. He's, he's, he's inside. But, um, I'm going to, but it's cold. It's getting cold. So I'm, maybe I'll go. Up. Um, 
Come on, girl. I'm in Minnesota. Let's talk cold. You're in Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was seven I, degrees. Yeah. Okay. I was day. thinking about visiting, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> summer, just, summer. Yes. But yeah, I mean, do you want, you know, I would just ask somebody, do you, do you want someone who's physically fit? Then yeah. are you physically fit? I mean, and you know, I know sometimes we have health issues. I, I went through a time uh, with a low thyroid issue that I write about in the book and I was so discouraged because I couldn't get to the top of the mountain that I wanted to, but you know, God was faithful in that too. And, and um, I'm doing much better with thyroid and adrenaline. I think I just blew up my adrenal glands when I got married. Well, I was, it was just excitement overload, you know, overload. And then on top of all that you've been doing all these years with CBN, right? Like oh the stress of that I live mean, television, there's <laughs> right. There's a lot of layers to that. So, um, but what would you say to someone who, you know, they're, they're not in that physically fit state and they may feel like they're just not worthy of, yeah. of having that person in their life because of, of how they are currently. Can you help them uh, and talk to them about seeing their uh, future better self, the, the better that God has for them and to take action? Well, first of all, God loves you just the way you are. You yeah. can't do anything to make God love you more. But how do we love ourselves more? You know, right. um, pursue your passions. You know, maybe your passion isn't working out, but you still need to take care of the temple. So, I mean, maybe you could take a walk. Maybe there's state park in your area. You know, find something you can do physically. Um, you know, I like, I just, I mean, I'm not, I don't lift a lot of weights, but I love my little five pounders. I love those little five pounders. I'm always, you know, using my five pounders just because I like to move. And I think about yeah. something you said, Wendy. I, I don't know if it was to me personally or a podcast that um, you said sometimes how you love your greens. And I yes. always think of you when I'm eating my greens and oh, you said sometimes if you can't, you know, make a big salad or something, you'll just like take a handful of spinach and eat it. <laughs> I do. Especially I when do. I'm traveling. Yeah. Just, because yep. you got to get those greens, right? Yeah. And we are growing winter lettuce right now. And it is so nice. I'm telling you, there's nothing like homegrown lettuce. It tastes so delicious. Right. But I've just been, I don't even need dressing. It's so good. I just, so I'm eating my greens, but back to encouraging somebody who doesn't feel worthy. You are worthy. The Bible says you, you know, take this time to not, don't even be praying necessarily about a spouse. Take this time to, to get closer to God, to, you know, just go deep with the Lord and so that he can show you how valuable you are. My first book, You Are Christ to Be One, I would recommend this. This is about knowing your worth so that you can have a relationship. Um, if you, you know, it says don't settle for less than God's best. Don't settle for crumbs. I, when I was in that other relationship, I was settling for crumbs. Right. And I was just not, you know, he said, I love you, but, you know, there should never be a but after I love you. But because I didn't love myself, I settle for bad behavior. If we don't love ourselves, we're not ready for a relationship. Okay, pause right there. Because you just said, if you don't love yourself, you're, um, you're okay with bad behavior. And that's even uh, with yourself doing yes. bad behavior, poor habits, um, you know, lack of, of movement and, and eating well and thinking straight and thinking positive. So it, it is, it's, it's loving yourself well and knowing that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And how can we love anyone else if we don't love ourselves first? And I think it's a lot so of people true. get tripped up on that, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, but 
Yeah. You just can't. So you do have to focus. And, and I think women have a harder time with this than men. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm stereotyping. But women are, are wired more to care for everybody else, right? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, then I'll care for myself. And at that point, they're like exhausted and done with caring for anybody. So, uh, but I think it has to be an inward, it has to be an inward focus and care for yourself. And then you can care more for everybody else because you have the energy and strength and mental capacity yeah. and fortitude to do so. So, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just. Well, you know, I just want to say too, real quick, <clears throat> that this is really important even after you get married because. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, there will be yes. times you, you can't depend on your spouse to to make you feel worthy, to always be getting you affirmation. Now, I love affirmations. I love all the love languages, the gifts and the touch and the time. And I mean, give them all to me. Bring it on. <laughs> but you, there are times when I realize, oh, wow, you know, I need to spend some time in prayer. I'm depending on Bill to give me, to just really fill those areas only Jesus can, That's you know. Right. Jesus has to stay first. Amen. He has to stay first in your marriage. And there are times where I'm like, you know, honey, we got to pray. We got to remind God, you know, a threefold cord is not easily broken. That's right. And, and you got to, I mean, you got to stay on guard all the time. Like, because there are, I just believe attacks. You know, there are attacks, you know, mm -hmm. and um, we have to protect our marriages because the devil hates marriage. God loves marriage. It's his idea. He hates divorce. But he loves people that are divorced and he gives them second chances and and blessings. And I and I talk about that in the book, too, because, you know, there's a lot. There's so many of us are divorced. I right. God spared me of that. You're not damaged goods. You're yeah. not. Yeah, you're not. And, yeah. and and Bill says he's a better person for having gone through, you know, what he went through. Right. And he wrote he writes a whole chapter called Bill's story. He, he goes into that because I thought it was so important for people to hear from him. That's so he good. writes a whole chapter on his story and then also writes in some of the other chapters. Cause I thought women would like to hear from him. Like, instead of just hearing about, you know, what I thought Your side of it. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what was Bill thinking when I walked down the aisle, what was Bill thinking on our first date? You know, so and no, he's that's a great good. writer. He's so funny too. That's awesome. Well, I'm so happy for you, Wendy. I mean, honestly, I, I've just adored you and I've known you for, for so many years now. And, um, it's, it's nice that we can come together and have this interview and, and really, um, bring hope to those that are looking for, for love. And we want them to look for love in the right places and not in the wrong places. And so I love your message of hope and you're never too far gone. It's never too late. Uh, God's got your back and he knows the desire of our heart, right? So where's the does. best place to get your book? Is it on Amazon or do you have a, a website we can go to? You can go to Amazon. Uh, you know, Amazon, I think, is the, the easiest and the best way. Barnes and Noble, wherever books are, wherever you buy your books. Um, okay. And yeah, my website is uh, uh, Wendy Griffith Author. What is my website? Wendy? I don't know. Oh, you tell me. <laughs> is it, uh, it is. Hold on. My okay. website She's is trying to Wendy look for her Griffith website. Author. WendyGriffithAuthor.com. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wendy with a Y because I'm an IE. So WendyGriffithAuthor.com. Wendy so go there or Amazon and pick up. You didn't miss it. God's best is worth the wait. And it may not be you that's listening or watching this podcast interview that is um, waiting on, on the Lord's best for them, but you know somebody. You know yeah. somebody that's waiting 
get this book for them. What a great gift. Um, I can't highly uh, recommend it enough. And Wendy is the real deal. So uh, make sure you, you grab that today. So before we go, Wendy, I want to hear some fun stuff, just some personal stuff. Um, because I don't know you, you know, that well, I'd like to get to know you better. And I'm sure my audience would as well. We know you're on, you know, CBN and, and, uh, you know, you travel all around the world and you like to hike and that kind of thing. But do you have any, okay, this is one of those questions that everybody hates, but I enjoy them. Do you have any kind of, because um, I'm asking it exactly. Do you have any kind of, um, interesting, um, I don't know, talents or gifts, or do you collect something that's unusual? Like, I'm just curious, what would someone not know about Wendy that we'd want to know? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, I don't, <laughs> that's the hardest it, question I ever. know. And I love you, but I figured, oh my gosh, she's going to be able to answer this. No problem. On the you spot. Know, I, I'm not a collector. <laughs> I'm not a collector at all, of of really anything except magnets on my refrigerator. Okay. I will collect like magnet. travel magnets. Yeah. Like where you've been. Now I've got now there's too many to put on the fridge. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm really not a collector. I like to travel light. I just I really do love to travel. My husband says, you know, we I live in too. paradise where we live on the water here in Virginia Beach, which you always want to go. I guess I that's just in me because when I was little, my my um, my dad was in hospital supply sales and we moved every couple of years all over the country and well, mainly the East coast. So that really prepared me for my job in television because I moved my first 10 years in local news before I came to CBN, I moved about every two years. And, but I got to see the whole country. I lived in Arizona and I lived in the Midwest and, you know, I'll never forget being an anchor in Rackford, Illinois, the accents there. I was like, Whoa, Whoa. you know, um, but just beautiful people in the Midwest. Um, I've just been really blessed to travel and I still have that travel bug. I just you I know, do too. Yeah. want to go, want to go see the world. I love it. No, that's fantastic. I live out of, uh, I like living out of a suitcase. Yeah. So I'm not sure light. what that says about Are me. You, do you roll up your clothes? I mean, do you go really light like that? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I've been, you're hiking. you know, like if it's a, a t-shirt, you know, I've been doing that lately just so I can cram more stuff in and then, you know, hopefully have room to get, for more shoes. <laughs> for more shoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so funny. Well, cool. Well, have you always been, um, uh, you know, a, a woman of faith? When when did that conversion happen? What, I'm just curious about your story. When I was little, maybe 10 or 12, I was at church camp in Tennessee. We lived in Tennessee then. And I remember being all in for Jesus. And I had this little card in my wallet that I carried forever. Like um said, Jesus is the way. Then high school came and college yeah. and um, it got a little less important. And then mm -hmm. when I was in my late twenties and I was living in, speaking of Rockford, I was living in Rockford and uh, I had a, a cousin that went to a church in Chicago called Willow Creek. Oh, sure. And she, she took me there. And I mean, I'm telling you the light bulb went on. I'd never felt the Holy spirit like that before. Never. Wow. I, I'd never heard contemporary Christian music before. So it was really, really eye-opening. And six months later, I was getting baptized. Um, I just knew, I mean, I was like, I, this, this is the truth. This is what I need. So many things became clear. And I think I'd been searching in my twenties because I was starting to realize, you know, when you don't have all the answers and a lot of, um, just, you know, anyway, my cousin Vicky was very instrumental in, in, in seeing 
in, well, not really leading me to the Lord, but leading me to this church where I found the Lord. That's really cool. <clears throat> yes, very familiar with Willowbrook and um, Willow Creek. Uh, Bill Hybels, Willow Creek, excuse me. Uh, I, I, the reason I say Willowbrook is because Eagle Brook in Minnesota has done a lot with Willow Creek. And so that's where I got the words oh. uh, uh, crossed over there, but Bill Hybels in the day and that kind of thing. So, but yeah, you didn't miss it. And I even think about like God, like God didn't miss it. God did not miss his opportunity with you, right? You know, and I was, again, late to the game. I was in my late 20s when I really was born again. Right, um, right. I'm kind of a late bloomer, you know, and and that's good because now I'm 59 and I don't feel like I'm and 59. don't look it. <laughs> no, you don't feel it. You don't look it. You're just uh, a great example for so many people. So thank you for just um, sharing your book, your heart, um, the hope for those that are, are needing it today. So God bless you. And thanks for being on Visibly Fit. Thank you, Wendy. It's always good to be with you and happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week and our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.